You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge. This is Advocate. This is Murps, new Murps on new computer. We have old Advocate yes. on old computer still. It, it's going to make so much of a difference for this podcast that you now have a 4K screen. Yeah, I now have 4K. You won't notice that the angle has changed because now my monitors are at like slightly different heights. So you're getting new angle. Everything's just a little bit different. Uh, but I'm mm. very excited this is set up. I am really worried about tomorrow's stream because you just never know. Like first stream yeah. after everything, it's like change, man. It's hard and it's bad. I've 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 had this uh, computer sitting here with this monitor for like a week and a half now, and I haven't put it together. Change, man. <sighs> like I totally understand people who are just like no change, even if it makes things better. Like, I'm, I'm getting to that stage in my life. I am 34 years old, about to turn 35. Murps is 35. So we're shifting over from, like, being more or less young, productive people into people who are going to just hold back society. Oh, yeah. Our benefit to society uh, is... I still like to think I'm a net positive, but... Yeah, yeah, we're still net positives for a little bit longer. Yeah, but, like, it's soon going to get... Because... Our able, our ability to contribute physically at all is is definitely mm. like that. That's Yo, heading to zero, like very soon. Yeah. Right? like you're probably at zero already. So I, I've been at zero. Yeah. Man. So like our ability to physically contribute to society is is lower. And then as we move forward, it's like and once that's done, that's like a an NBA player who like can't play any defense, right? It's mm-hmm. like so mm-hmm. yeah, like the best you can be is like still very good, but like. Oh man, if you're if you're a, a just a a total net negative on defense, that already takes a lot out of your value versus yep. someone who can play both sides. So that's where we're at right now. Like mentally, I think we're still here, but physically, oof. Eh, we're mostly here mentally. We've already like at thirty. We're like at thirty-five. We've way we've already started going downhill on the mental side for quite a number of areas, and you're like supposed to make up for it with like your wisdom, right, or like other stuff, and it's just like knowing more stuff because you've been around longer. Um, but but like stuff like like I mean, you guys you guys have watched me for like seven years. Uh, you know, I've always sucked at at like being able to do stuff, but like I've I've sucked more and more as time went on. Right, like this is not like a flat line of oh, Adwick does always just suck. No, Adwick does always suck compared to normal people, but but it's getting more and more ridiculous, and that's only going to continue as I as those skills decay more and more. Like my ability to multitask, my ability to like think like on my feet, my reaction speed. Right, those are already on like they've been on the downhill since like probably since I started streaming. I, I don't know when exactly scientifically humans uh, generally start to slow down, but I think it's in your late twenties. Yeah, uh, your late twenties that is your peak, and then physically, yeah, it's it's over for you past mm-hmm. that point. Uh, so it is over, over for us. Anyways, look, let's not do gloom and doom about this. It's Hearthstone <laughs> that we're talking about, okay? And right now, wait, 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 not gloom and doom in Hearthstone. Have you have you seen well, Hearthstone? No, 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 Arena no, no. It shouldn't be gloom and doom about our physical capabilities, mm. right? We we need to save that for the Hearthstone. Uh, so right now, it is. An exciting waiting period for Hearthstone, mainly Battlegrounds, because we know 
that Battlegrounds is going to get an update very soon. And this week, just a couple of days ago, we learned that early next week, whatever that means, but I'm happy that they even gave us a little bit of a, a forewarning. There mm -hmm. is going to be an MMR reset for Battlegrounds. This is like the first time that they have somewhat officially announced, hey, we are going to reset um, MMR. You should prepare, do whatever, you know, reach the goals that you want to reach or whatever. So it's really exciting because a lot of people are also thinking, hey, if you're resetting the MMR, you're probably going to do the patch. It kind of lines up with the, the time as well. So maybe, I don't want to jinx it, maybe we get the BG content update, the huge BG content update early this week, along with the reset. Oh, you think the update's going to happen? Maybe. I thought they were just going to give us the information on it. <laughs> and the update's not going to happen until the week after. Okay, so next week, if you're not in the U.S., you may be like, oh, I don't know, it's like the end of August. But so in the U.S. at least, and really Europe is a big part of this as well, because Europe apparently doesn't work in August. Um, but there's Labor Day which is on the Monday coming up. Not this Monday, if you're listening to this uh, on the podcast or watching on YouTube, this video usually comes out on Monday um, when we record on Sundays. But the Monday after that is a national holiday and like life kind of starts after that day. So this next week is a great week for putting information out there for when people look into it. But it's kind of a very odd week to be releasing anything. So I don't know. I wouldn't really expect stuff to be released next week. But the information could probably come out. Yep. Uh, look, I'm just hoping it comes out soon because I think a lot of people are a little bit tired of the current meta. Yes, we've had new toys. We talked a little bit about the changes in BGs, the changes in the heroes, how happy I am that Daryl is, once again, a very relevant hero. Easy top fours, somewhat easy top twos. You're not going to get first place with Daryl uh, much or, or at all. Um, but one of the problems Too that... Too much power creep, I man. know. Uh, they need to bring everyone down to Daryl's level, which was the highest. <laughs> not bring Daryl up. You can't take things away, right? It's like taking things sure away from gamers is the worst feeling. They we do that to Arena before. all the time. Every time they hit the button, they take things away. Yeah, but Arena, Keck W. <laughs> <laughs> they nerf cards. They literally nerf cards. They, they nerf cards. They, they take cards away in Arena in actually the worst way possible because they don't allow you to draft it. But they allow you to clown Fiesta RNG it, right? It's like you can't yes. draft the black, uh, the black wing, but you can generate it randomly. Which is it better in some ways? Is it worse? Yes, and in ways that like really sting, right? Like the, the ways that really, really sting. So I don't necessarily uh, agree with that. But with the latest Battlegrounds patch. I think a lot of people are seeing the problem with uh, Shutterwalk, and Shutterwalk is kind of, you know, the bannerman or, or the mascot for this tiering problem that we have seen uh, historically, and by historically, not like, you know, since time immemorial, but like, we've seen it with uh, Hook Tusk, we see it with Jandis, we've seen it for a long time. It was continued through 
Gale Wing. We complained a long time about how Gale Wing with the um, 353 curve uh, can get to tier 6 very fast, is pretty powerful during that time, and blows a lot of it away. And then it, it, it's just like, um, you know, pe they, you saw how powerful Gale Wing was, and then Shutterwalk was like taking notes on the sides, came in, and just blows away everyone. Right now on HS Replay, uh, for the top 1% for 10k, and by the way, 10k is not leaderboard anymore. 10k is like a decent amount below leaderboard. Um, the very top players on the top of the leaderboard are about 15k. So we're back to the levels that like, you know, almost back to the levels of pre-hard um, pre MMR reset. People have had enough time, MMR inflation has gotten to the point where people are really high again. So top 1%, 10K, it's high, but you can see there's still a major difference between the very top players and even the, the top 1% that HS Replay is tracking. Shutterwalk right now is a number two behind Daryl. So they are both in tier one. Daryl is number one, Shutterwalk is number two. The most damning thing about Shutterwalk is that yeah, sometimes he gets 8th, but almost 30% of the time, Shutterwalk gets 1st. So 29% of the time, Shutterwalk is getting 1st place in the lobby. And this is getting played by 10k plus MMR people. And so the difference, keep in mind, yeah, the difference it between, should be like 12.5%. So yeah. this is more than double. He's taking more than double his share of wins. Yes. Yeah. Um, 10k the difference between a 10k player and a 13k 14k player is astronomical as in the, the those players at the very top and you see some of them stream right like their turn planning their ability to recognize because these tribes are in those tribes are out because i've gotten this many battle cries i can afford to be exactly this greedy maybe or um, I should be going after this build uh, or, or something. Those players are able to utilize sh Shutterwalk to the maximum potential. And it, people look at something like uh, a hero like Jandis and they're like, oh, I get a token on turn one. That's really good. I have a good chance of winning. I was watching a game with a dog recently and he had Shutterwalk twice in a row. And throughout both of the games, very confidently, even from the like just the onset, and I think Dog is literally number one NA right now, or he was uh, very, very recently. Um, he was just like, oh yeah, I already won. And this isn't like a joke or anything. He wasn't joking. He was just being absolutely serious. It was like turn two with Shutterwalk. He's like, oh yeah, I, I won this game. It's like, it's, it's literally over, GG. And it was true. He just blew out the entire lobby. It wasn't even close. Uh, you obviously take some damage with Shutterwalk because you are trying to greed, and then you completely pop off. Like you're you're taking a little bit of damage, and then uh, you just get quadruple um, six drops. You just get quadruple six drops, and you beat up the next person. You hit him for like twenty five damage, and then you go to tier six, and then you just you know pick stuff up. So when people are thinking about tearing up to like tier five you just got to six and you just dealt 30 to uh your previous opponent that's shutterwalk right now um it took jandis and hook tusk to like for that like they paved the way for gale wing 
And Gale Wing was like, all right, you know, look at what I can do in terms of power spiking and power leveling. And then Shutterlock was like, I got all of you guys beat. So it's just really problematic right now uh, when you have a hero who, yes, there is definitely skill involved, but man, it is just not cool to have a hero in which you get some tokens and you just know you're going to win the lobby in the hands of someone who is very experienced. And we've had people like have outcries about it. I've seen Slissa. She is mad <laughs> about it on Twitter. Uh... She just wants Shutterwalk out of the game um, because in her opinion, I don't want to exactly speak for her, but I think she would agree with this. She just doesn't like the fact that you either get it or the entire game kind of becomes, can I do dodge Shutterwalk on those specific turns, right? Um, if you remember many metas ago, a lot of it was like, can I dodge Millhouse on these mm -hmm. specific turns? Can I dodge Maiev on specifically like turn eight, turn nine, right? Can I dodge in some metas, it was even patches on certain turns. Like, and right now it's, um, you do not want to face Shutterwalk on those turns in which they get the quadruple six drops and then you are taking minimum 25 damage from them. Like, th there's just no way around it. You're taking 25 damage from them on that turn. People hate it. Like, people don't like playing that way. And yeah, it, it, it takes some turn planning and whatever. But you know what takes... or Like, there is no skill at all in planning to face Shutterwalk on that turn. There's nothing you could have done. You can... Go full tempo on that turn, but you can't beat quadruple six drops on that specific turn, and you just die. So this is something that I think is problematic because like people were already complaining about Jandis. They were already complaining about Hook Tusk. And then we were like, oh god, Gale Wing is so powerful. And now you look at Shutterwalk and it's just like, geez, I I don't think people wanted power creeping on Gale Wing. <laughs> yeah this fast <laughs> so i think the important thing to focus on is not just that oh you have an overpowered hero it's beyond that like beyond that it's an overpowered hero it's making the worst parts of battleground worse yeah because it's putting the power level on a specific turn that happens sort of in the mid late game uh, not really like it maybe just like the mid game um, and on that turn, there's nothing you can do about it. But more importantly, this is something that comes from like what, what I'm calling here power taverning. But it is, it's the same thing that happened with Jand is the same thing that happens with all these people, which is that you get to a uh, tavern that you have no business being in through econ. And then you have the units available to you from that tavern, because that's how the structure of Battlegrounds works. And Battlegrounds, at its base fundamental structure, is not meant to accommodate power taverning. There is no hero that you can build that will be more than mathematically balanced. You can make it mathematically balanced by making them die out half the time before they get there. Or like, sorry, not half the time, like 75% of the time before they get there, if really they're gonna have that good of a shot at number one. But once you do something like that, you end up in the situation that everyone's complaining about, which is that the entire lobby revolves around not facing this guy at this particular time, right? Like not facing um, the, the big bad on that turn or the turn afterwards, which is outside of your control, as Merp said. So this is a design problem. This is not a power level problem. 
this is a root design issue in that unless you change the fundamentals of battlegrounds such as how much mana it takes to tier up to six how damage is dealt um which they might but if you're not changing these very fundamental rules that apply to every single game of battlegrounds you cannot allow any hero any hero to be able to power tavern past a certain degree and it's usually like one turn or maybe two turns before when a, a normal hero would get there. Um, if you put it at more than that, which like honestly, Jandis was doing it before. Like there's many heroes right now that actually have kind of that problem. They just like die out a little bit earlier or they're just not, not as powerful. But none of them add a positive impact to the game. All of them are net negatives in the game. They're just not so net negatives that people are like quitting the game because of them. But... The, the fundamental problem in game design is the exact same with all these heroes. The fundamentals of Battlegrounds does not support power taverning past a certain point. It breaks the entire game open, and you cannot balance it with numbers. You have to balance it by making these people worse at power taverning. You can't just get to the power taverning part less frequently. Like, a lot of people uh, pitch balance ideas that usually revolve around the times like, oh, well, high risk, high reward, right? So, like, yeah, you know, maybe they're too powerful because there's no real way for these uh, for these heroes to die before that. You tune them down a little, uh, but you want to you wanna keep that good feeling of, like, getting to there and, like, that excellent planning and that good solitaire play so that you can pop off if you're a really good player. But, but no, that's the design problem. If they are allowed to pop off, if they are a good player, then you have an overall design problem that the fundamentals of Battlegrounds the game doesn't support. So if you want to preserve the pop-off potential through power taverning, you're going to have to change the fundamentals of, of Battlegrounds first. Or the much easier way to do it, and I think they're eventually going to get there, is to just make it harder to power tavern with any of these heroes. Um, and, and they have to, like, they, they've changed Jandis around to make it harder for her to power tavern. Um, and they're, they're going to do the same here, I think, because it's just the easier way to solve your design issues. And again, this is not something, like, this is something where if you're uh, part of the Hearthstone um, dev team, like, your balance people have to step up at this design and say, we can't balance this in a way that is healthy. It is not possible. You're going to have to go back to your design and change this design up. And uh, they just haven't been doing it. Or maybe they're doing it all the time and they have to let a couple slip through because so many of the, of the, uh, the, the creative team's ideas involve power taverning. I don't know. People seem to really like power taverning, by the way. This is not like, like people fundamentally like it. It just isn't possible in Battlegrounds. Yeah. And once again, um, the problem with Shutterwalk, uh, and people are talking about it in the chat right now as well, um, we need to just make this kind of clear. It's like Shutterwalk just has by far compared to ever, even compared to Galewind, the biggest spike potential uh, out of every hero we've ever had. And it's not even close. Um, so Shutterwalk could take like more damage uh, and be a little bit riskier if for a lack of better terms than someone like a Jandis who is going to accumulate that, power spike a little bit more smoothly as in get a little bit more units mm. in between but shutterwalk can just uh like on turn six for example just have like quadruple six drops and you're just like 
how is that possible? Like, that's really stupid. And at that point, um, yeah, they're just going to, like, blast whoever they're facing. So it's really that, like, that standard deviation, right? And, and, and it, it doesn't even swing so hard into the negatives as well. I'm not saying Shutterwalk is like, oh, it's, like, high risk, high reward. It's, like, yeah, some Yeah, I mean, that's because it's a super, super unbalanced reward. Hero. But if they did balance it and made it high risk, it's still a terrible still hero ter- to have in the yeah, game. Yeah, I would like, say it might good. even be worse design. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. Like, potentially even worse design than just having an OP hero. Yeah. Um, which is which is bad. So That's why you have to change the entire idea of Shutterwalk. Like, this idea of Shutterwalk does not work in Battlegrounds. And nothing you do to it will fix it besides change. Like, you can't tweak numbers. This is beyond tweaking numbers. It's like Jandis, right? When we were looking at Jandis from the very early going, we just said straight out, I don't know what Team 5 is going to do, but you can't balance Jandis without changing the power and making it either delay more turns or fundamentally changing it in some other way. You can't mess with any of the other stuff on that power without keeping it broken. And they tried. They tried for many, many months through several iterations of Jandis, and it never worked until they were like, all right, fine, delay three turns instead of two. And then boom. Jandis is now okay and acceptable. Why? Because you've aligned Jandis now with the fundamentals of Battleground. Like, you can't go that far off the fundamentals before serious things start happening as long as your hero is usable. So, you're going to have the same problem here. Uh, I mean, even an even worse problem because of how the hero is designed. Yeah. Um, I understand that a lot of this also comes right before the giant 30 plus minion update and what that means is we're saying the game has to change fundamentally and the game might change fundamentally as in you replace 30 minions and also like those are the only those are the changes that they told us about right like maybe actual foundational aspects of the game are being changed but it's hard to see that as in like I don't think Blizzard would just pull the rug out from under us and say this game that you have practiced and a lot of people have poured you know their their sweat into uh, we're fundamentally changing the way you even like think about the game. So if it's just minions, just quote unquote minions, it's hard to imagine kind of um, some of these problems going away because you can patch it up by either. Uh, kind of saying like, oh, well, even if Shutterwalk isn't, like, it, uh, we can fix Shutterwalk. Um, we're going down the, this path, right, where you can have some metas in which it's like, oh, look, don't worry, Cthune is now the most powerful. Or like, oh, look, Daryl is powerful again, it's fine. But if you just look at it throughout the past year, sure, you had boring Cthune metas, but you always go back and with a vengeance like these these power tearing power spiking heroes and builds come back and they they come back strong and they punch so hard whether it's Eudora or Hooktusk or Maiev or Jandis, Galewing uh, and now Shutterwalk and the thing is whenever they punch back they always punch back harder because of some patch because of new minions that come in that give them more of an oomph so it's just a direction that is tough to go back from, but I think Blizzard has to do something. And yes, there's going to be a giant 30 plus minion change plus potentially more. And I'm hoping they address this, but just 
fixing 30 minions. Yeah, no, that's not know. like you, you're you're phrasing it like that may be a fundamental change. Changing 30 minions is not a fundamental change. It is a large change. Large is different than fundamental. You could change every single minion in Battleground, but if the rules are the same, then it's not a fundamental change. Yeah. And the fundamental changes doesn't support a hero power like Shutterwalk ever being able to be balanced without the most ridiculously precise battle cry uh, uh, design limitations, which. Like if you're on the dev team, you don't want that either. Like you have to every time you design a battle cry, you have to run it by the the balance team very specifically for it. And every single time, that's a possibility of error that could throw the entire meta off kilter. Like it's just it's too much. There's going to be mistakes, many mistakes made if that's your design philosophy and, and, and balance philosophy. So it's you're just going to have to change this hero power. And and I think they will. Uh, more than just nerfing it, they're going to fundamentally change what it does. Although, to be fair, there's not a lot of ways to nerf this hero power without fundamentally changing what it does. So, any kind of nerf will kind of fundamentally change this hero power. And uh, I'm looking at chat, and yes, sorry, I I, I said Jandis, but I meant Maiev. Um, for uh, for for the previous discussion, not not Jandis. One of the issues that people have with Shutterwalk. Um, and I, once again, I, I see this in chat right now, um, cause some individuals are like, I think Shutterwalk is fine and it really depends on your MMR. So if you look at the, uh, all players on HS replay, so this isn't top 50%, which is like 6.4 K and above. This is just all players that they track. Now keep in mind, this isn't your actual average player. These are people that actually mm -hmm. use HS Replay, right? So these are still players that care uh, and on average will be better. But for those players, uh, remember, top 1%, Shutterwalk is number two, right behind Daryl. But for all players, Shutterwalk is like just a solid tier two, about the same as Ticketus. Ticketus. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's about as good as Ticketus. It's about as good as Ragnaros. Um, mm -hmm. so that's how good Shutterwalk is in the hands of all players. And well, because players suck at using it, you have to set right. it up many turns in advance. Like this is not something that's, that average players are going to be able to handle. Yeah. Uh, and this is always a little bit problematic, right? And once again, Shutterwalk is number two for 10 K plus. If you ask the leaderboard players, uh, it's like, oh, would you pick Daryl or Shutterwalk? It wouldn't even be <laughs> close. Uh, it wouldn't even be close because in the hands of someone keep who in knows, mind that, um, they, they're getting that number one, like, probably 70, 80% of the time. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I'm, I'm not joking. Yeah. You you put it in the hands like of the, a top 10, 20 leaderboard player, they're getting number one that high. And and they're getting that that high even though Daryl is number one by win rate because that's the top 1% of HS replay users, which is probably the top 0.2% of all players playing Battlegrounds actively. And the difference between the top... We've said this before, right? The difference between like a top 20, top 40 leaderboard player and a top 200 leaderboard player is so huge. They are not in the same league. They are not in the same tier, even though you're like, wait, but there's like a hundred people between you two in this like massively played game. Like you can't, the skill difference can't be like that big. No, 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 it is. Like I know because I was legitimately a top 200 uh, Battlegrounds player. And by all accounts, I suck a lot in very noticeable ways. Like it's, it's not even like comparing me to like a top 50 Battlegrounds player was insane. I'm nowhere near their level, 
But I was actually very near their level on the rankings because there's just not like skill goes up exponentially as you get to like the very, very top. Yeah, it does. So when you're balancing a game, you have to think about it in two ways, right? You think about a one in terms of average players in which you can just add complexity to stuff and then average players will mess it up. We see this all the time in every single stat, uh, not just Battlegrounds, but Hearthstone's ever thrown at us. Like, if you're playing at average or above average quality, like, you're in a totally different meta of what cards are good and what cards are bad than if you're playing at the top. So you have to figure out what you're balancing for. And one of the philosophies that I think all games that have a competitive side at all should do is to make sure that both at the very top and in the middle and like at least halfway to the bottom, like even your bottom 25 percentile players, nothing should be broken. Like something can be unusable, but nothing can be broken. Like that, I think, is a normal philosophy for anybody who cares, like for any game designer who cares about their competitive aspect at all. And it's questionable whether Hearthstone does care about competitive battlegrounds, but um, they really should. And I think it's just an assumption among everybody in the community that they will at some point when Battlegrounds is coming out of beta, um, it's not like it would be such a ridiculous, like even more so than Arena, uh, a wasted opportunity to not have a competitive aspect to Battlegrounds. You're by far most popular game mode. By the way, when we say it's like, oh, number 200 on the leaderboard is leagues away from like top five on the leaderboard or, or just like a top five player right you, you can say like oh like leaderboard doesn't exactly for every game sure. yeah yeah sure okay fine right. like sure. like a top 20 player in the like world. a top 20 player in the world and we can say that confidently because you this isn't just true for hearthstone it's true for like every single yeah. competitive game that requires a certain set of skills that is able to be expressed against other players right like, even, and if you don't believe this, think about it even in terms of, like, physical things. Like, the Olympics just passed. Compare, and in the finals, right? These are, like, the eight fastest runners in the world. Compare number one and number eight. They're not even close. Right. And that's the top eight in the world. Like, if you look at, for example... uh the NBA, right? There's a huge difference between the top five players versus a top 50 player. Just mm -hmm. like how... Which is why the salary cap is so Which terrible. is why, yeah, we can talk about that another time. Okay. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, I watch a lot of Overwatch, for example, right? And you see, mm -hmm. for example, in all these, like, pub games, you see these top Overwatch League players, like, actual top players, and they have, like, top you know there's always top 500 players but like sometimes you have like top 200 players and the top 200 players like for dps or tank they get embarrassed a lot of the times yes. like there's a huge gap like especially for a game like overwatch in which there's so much skill expression right there is a mm -hmm. ridiculous amount of skill expression um it is sometimes just embarrassing seeing the top actual yeah. top overwatch players versus just top 200 on the leaderboards uh and, and like this is just how it is for basically any competitive scene so 
we're not just talking about uh, Hearthstone here, because for Hearthstone, it is actually hard to tell. Like, it's it's harder to there's, tell. There's enough randomness thrown in yeah. to, like, muddle things, right? Which is kind of the draw of the game. Um, that yeah. even mm-hmm. if you don't play optimally, you can still squeeze out wins here and there. Uh, but over over the course of the numbers, especially with high-skill things that require a lot of turn planning, a lot of management, such as Shutterwalk's new ability, uh, you're, you're, you're going to see that difference. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not, yeah, like Merp said, right? This isn't like a foreign concept, or at least it shouldn't be a foreign concept. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know that we talk about this a lot because we consider ourselves tier one arena players, um, in terms of the ability to just think of the game and, and, and know stuff. So we consider ourselves the top X, whatever number you want to consider the tier one that's all vaguely similar in skill level. And so when we have like disagreements with people who are really good arena players, um, but like, you know, maybe like barely infinite arena players, we feel pretty confident in making a lot of things and saying like, oh, you're just wrong on that because we've looked at it and then we played it and then we've done stuff. It's because the levels, it goes up exponentially. And I've been on both sides of this and I've been even farther off from the top, right? Like, and it's just, you could look up and see, yeah, I mean... It's, it's skill expression in almost anything competitive. Yeah. Um, but okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, and, uh, like, I don't want people to believe that, like, uh, for Arena as well, and people have asked me this in the chat, um, the people that right now play Arena and are grinding to the top of the leaderboards, um, I, I've said this on stream as well. I, I'm just like, yeah, I think right now I'm still, like, an infinite player. I could still do well. I'm like, but their sort because i'm just like not playing a lot these days right um their level of knowledge of like situations and exactly like when like to draft this versus that when to play this versus that versus my knowledge right now it is also leagues of difference you know like for us we are not like the top top players right now right and then those players who are actually like consistently these days getting like top five on the leaderboard basically like Ashtanu Dachi, right? Who like has mm-hmm. done it, continues to do it. If you like, if I see the decisions that Stan is making, I'm just like, okay, yeah, like you are ridiculously better than me. And that's what we're trying to say. There, well, the- but that's just, but, but that's, that's also different because that's just in meta, like knowledge. That's like literally just applying facts between offering rates and oh, you're just talking about gen- like the, the understanding. I'm talking about skill. Okay. Like I'm talking about skill. That's like I, I consider skill kind of like different. Like if you take the top Overwatch player and then you put him into like a, a, a different meta, he may not be the top Overwatch player anymore. But you, you know, just like kind of update him and give him a couple weeks, and then he'll be the top Overwatch player again. Like unless because uh, well maybe not Overwatch Overwatch is kind of Overwatch thing, the skills but, are way too yeah different. yeah the yeah. skills are the skills kind of actually change in category between different map metas on what's like applicable but for something like Hearthstone Arena or even Hearthstone Battlegrounds the skills are very similar they just it's just a different like between metas like it's not like Victor's all of a sudden going to stop being a top Battlegrounds player because they changed the meta. He may be not the like one of the top battlegrounds players for like a week at most if he's like super far behind the curve. But then he'll figure it out. He'll figure right? it out in like, two days because he won't about. sleep for those two days. <laughs> okay, but you see what I mean, right? Like this is like it's 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 different. That's what I mean when I'm saying like tier one. I guess it's like tier one capable. Um, 
like rather than because I I don't think I'm I'm that far off on skill with, with from Stanodachi. And I don't think you are either. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I think if you well, made like us play the, uh, ten games, ten runs right now, and see who got the higher score. Oh, yeah, yeah I would vote. I would bet on him and not us. Yeah. Um, but but uh, this is different than like battlegrounds, where like if I would never bet on myself. I would never bet on you a top no nope. one hundred player. I'd never, either. like never, mm-hmm. ever, never, ever. Um, that oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god. Even though like right yeah like right now if we play like ten uh ten runs. Like, I don't know, would we be top 100 or 200? Probably, maybe, I don't know. But at my peak in Battlegrounds, I wouldn't bet on me over a, a, a top 100. Yep, player. I like, that's different. definitely would There's not. a difference in terms of fundamental skill versus just, like, not, like, a thousand percent updated on the meta with, with reps and experience. You want to talk about Arena for a bit? Yeah, yeah, I have a theoretical question on Arena, because uh, we talked a lot about Arena in the episodes before, and uh, and not a lot about Battlegrounds, as we're kind of waiting for this Battlegrounds update. Uh, so, uh, not, not a lot of talk about Arena this week, because nothing much has changed, your win rates are all about the same, Druid has now officially dropped below 38% win rate. If you're thinking about it, don't. Just don't. Um, but it brings up a question overall, right, which is like, one of the biggest problems in this meta is um, cards suck. Some cards suck. And some of those cards end up in your deck. Just one or two usually per run, but consistently one or two. And they really suck. And other cards are really good. And like three or four of them end up in your deck, usually, if you're playing like one of the, you know, not bottom classes. And, and they're really, really good. And that creates a problem. Because I'm usually winning or losing games outside of... It's a tempo meta, right? So sometimes you just don't get your curve, and that, whether in the draft or in the game. And then you're like, yeah, GG's. But so often, much more so than before. Like, even back in the day when everyone's complaining about the really tough cards uh, to deal with, you at least had an equal number of really tough cards. But now, the range has kind of doubled. Because now you may only top deck your one or two bad cards, and then none of your good cards, or just one of your really, really good cards. And your opponent may top deck three of their really, really good cards, and just not top deck any of their one or two bad cards. Even if you guys had similar decks. And then you have no chance of winning that game. So, the difference between your, uh, I guess your, your standard deviation has doubled between this meta, because there's wild rotations, and the prior metas in which they kept um, the basically the standard meta. And there's not much... Like, my, my question is, what can they do about it? Because this wild rotation format after the core set changed... Because the core set basically solved this problem. If you do core set and you do standard, you, you, you've solved this problem. Your variations are about half of what it is when you start throwing in uh, a wild sets. But do you no longer throw in wild sets? Even some sets like Ungoro has so, which is generally known as a very powerful set, has like a whole bunch of cards that really suck because it was still it still came out in back in the day. Like, are we just unable to have a wild rotation anymore and have it be in in any meaningful sense, like not just really frustrating to play against and not like super determined by who has drafted and who has top deck good cards versus bad cards. Like, is there a solution to this? Are you actually asking me? Cause I have no idea. 
Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I have no idea either. That's why I'm posing the question. Like, if you're Blizzard and you, for some reason, care about the arena somewhat uh, to to address this problem. Okay, so we're we're in a fantasy land right now, but but just stay with me. Uh, what, what would you do to solve this problem? I don't know, because I mean that's assuming that they care about arena. Uh, which look, Druid is under thirty eight percent right now. So okay, okay, they could just hit a button and fix that, but that won't fix the problem. No, that's the thing. Point, like right? they like... keep hitting the button to quote fix the problem, but it doesn't fix any problem. Okay. All right. Let's say they fix the problem and all the classes win fifty percent win rates because they improve the button or I don't know luck, and, and it happens. You're still going to get the same issue. Like Arena's not going to feel that different than it does today than it did before they pushed the button the first time. And you know, Druid was on top back then, and it was a, a slightly less bad meta than it is now, but but still had the same problems. So, I mean, first of all, that would already improve a lot because one of the things that I hate about the state of Arena is that. Right now, you cannot, you literally can't play Arena without HS Replay, right? You can, but like, you actually can't. And in the scenario that you're outlining, at least you can play it, or at at least you can have people who like don't know of the existence play it, and then once they find out about this, not feel as bad. Because imagine it like you. Whoever is out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree, yeah. but that's kind of a, a, a separate issue. I'm talking about the bad cards from the wild sets that are coming. Oh, in. yeah, I have no, like, I, no, no, I have no. Like, once again, I'm, I'm not lying when I say I don't know. I have no idea how to fix it. Okay. <laughs> like, I think it's an unfixable problem. I, I think, think so, this is, yeah. um, like, you can't have wild rotations anymore. And if you want to have wild rotations, you're going to have to live with a plus 50% bullshit rate. From the negative bullshit rather than just the positive bullshit of like, ah, oh, they played, you know, performers or they discovered performers and they played it. And it's really, really powerful. Well, now it's like, oh, they play kind of a normal card for this meta, uh, for this like, you know, day and age. But, but I have a three mana two four in my deck. Yeah. So, and, and I have it in my hand and I need to play it. An interesting conversation is going on, uh, in chat, like between Language Hacker and Colst, who, uh, are both, for some reason, playing Arena these days. Uh, both of them do. <laughs> and are both really, really, really excellent top tier so, Arena players. And, and they're proposing, like, oh, you can draft more than you need and then cut cards. That is an idea that's been floating around for a while. The reason I didn't even bring it up is just, like, yeah. they're not going to do it. <laughs> they're not going to do that. That's, like, if you're Blizzard, that takes too much, like, UI work and, like, other stuff. It's just a very big undertaking. Yeah, so uh, I think it's a great idea, first of all. I think it's a great idea because it's uh, skill testing. It's interesting for people, right? Um, but even in this, <laughs> maybe it says something about me or about Blizzard, but probably both, that even in this hypothetical world where you're you're like, assume that Blizzard cares about Arena and then continue on. Even in this uh, world, yeah. I didn't, like, I didn't think no. that they would care that much. I just meant they cared right, enough they cared to, like, enough to do some, something. But yeah, here, because it, it would have to be UI changes and it would have to be such a shift. And do I think an idea like that is welcome, regardless of whether or not we have like this uh, wild yeah. rotation issue right just always i think always has been a good idea because it's skill mm-hmm. testing it's it's just it's good it makes people feel good because it puts more power yeah. into their hands as well no one wants terrible cards in there yeah no, like 
these days, uh, you can have what, like, uh, Tinyfin, Steambot, and like, let's say, Clockwork Automaton, right? And you're just yeah. like, maybe Clockwork Automaton? Question mark? I've taken Clockwork Automaton. Maybe. Like, yeah, but. I drafted them. They were the best card. I've taken Tinyfins. They right, were the best right. Card. You have taken it. Or if you, I don't know, have Murloc synergy, like you love, right? Lushwater <laughs> synergy. Uh, or, or if you just need some tempo, um, sometimes like you take the tiny fin but you're just like damn that pick sucked um that happens a lot that like one of those picks happens like every single draft now like you just get one of those picks oh, yeah. yeah um yeah. and you just feel more bad. than that on average i think yeah so if that happens these days and you can use those sort of uh mechanisms to get rid of it and then there's like the the higher end kind of things as well where mm -hmm. you can even use that to take a little bit more risk go for a little bit more synergy and then you know use it advantageously right like use it advantageously to express your skill i think every arena player would appreciate that because it's still mm -hmm. drafting you're just adding more skill to the drafting you're adding more toolkits you're you're allowing them to prune their deck a bit better mm -hmm. so and yeah yes. like you say it's, it's just feel good like yep. let's say i'm not a skillful arena player and i don't care at the end of the draft i would still like to get the crap out of my deck it would still make me feel better to not have to play the steam bot that i drafted because you forced me to draft it like just because they're bad players don't mean they like steam bots and if they do like Steambots, they can keep them and kick out something else they don't like, right? Like, it's just always a positive. It's always a no positive. No one ever feels bad for kicking out the, the worst cards. And it solves a balance issue of this kind of fundamental to when, when you're bringing back old sets. Um, now that they power creep things so hard. And more importantly, because this was always an issue, but they power creeped it so hard, then they kind of fixed a lot of the power creep things by making everything's kind of the same similar power they level. Did. Yeah. And it, it was really good. Like, honestly, Arena has felt so much better after the core set. But every time they do this wild rotation, it, it undercuts like a lot of the good work that they did with the core set. Because now you just have the same problems coming back um, a little less frequently than without the core set. But still, Let me frequently. ask you guys, and for those who are playing Arena, you, you, you are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes in these games, it is literally that like you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about meme. Where like, you play an underpowered shitty thing, and on the exact next turn, they play the better version of that card that was printed in, like, three years later. Yeah. That is so frustrating. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, so you out-tempo me by, like, let's say, like, three mana, right? But because mm -hmm. I have a 2015 card and you have a 2021 card, that is exactly what happens. Um... That's just terrible. Yeah, like in the chat room, people are saying Spider Tank versus Sunwall Initiate. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. the Sunwall Initiate, through its vastly superior tempo, snowballs into a win, right? Like, th th that's a mm -hmm. perfect example and probably the earliest, most impactful, er like, early example, right? 3-4 versus the 3-4 with uh, that ability. Um, and you just win off of that. And it wasn't like your it's like oh man if i had just played better and gotten initiate no it was like you took the spire tank because it was like the best out of your options you drew it because you know you, you drew it at that time and then you lose because they had the guy that she tells you not to worry about so 
Yeah. That's a terrible feeling. We 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 got to eliminate that somehow, and that happens. Yeah. But, a but I, I don't well. think that's going to be eliminated because you're talking about an average power level card, more or less, versus a premium card that's not even like the best premium card by a long shot. Um, that's going to remain in the game, but that should be your polls, right? That should be your like close to the bottom and close to the top. What you're really worried about is when you have to play the three mana two four, like like the freaking banana guy or something. Um, or, or not a banana guy. Just sometimes you just take a three mana two four because it's your best option, right? Sometimes you take even worse cards. Like you play a three mana two four and then they play the, 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 the yeah, I mean, your uh, only play might be the, the phantom, like the our vigil shall never end guy, right? Like the, the two four taunt on turn three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, with the taunt? That's pretty that's, good. That's fine. There's plenty of three mana two fours without taunt that you end up having to draft these days. Like it goes that one level like deeper of crappiness that Corsa kind of eliminated. Because like Corsa never eliminated the difference between a Spider Tank and a Sunwell. Uh, Spider Tank, right? Like there's still Yetis, and then there's still stuff that's better than Yetis, like significantly better than Yetis. Um, but you can't double that. Is my like when you bring in old car old sets, you you literally just double that variation in in card quality, and that creates doubly the amount of problematic games that exist in the arena. And imagine that you normally lose like, let's say, normally one quarter of your losses. Uh, sorry, one quarter of your games end to bullshit. Whether because of your opponent's bullshit or your bullshit, right? That's a very low thing. Half the games and the bullshit, whether it's your opponent's bullshit or your bullshit. Like, okay, fine. So that's the game we play. Like, whatever. Um, but now, 75% of your games end in bullshit one way or the other, right? Because you've just effectively doubled the amount of bullshit that exists by doing wild rotations rather than keeping it standard. And that's just the penalty you have to pay for bringing wild cards in. And there's nothing you can do about it from a developer's perspective unless you start actually coding in totally different rules for the arena. Or you start, like, taking out cards. It's just, like, it, it becomes a whole process, right? That involves, like, a crap ton of resources and they're not going to do for the arena. But there's no, like, elegant way to solve it while using the amount of resources that they could, that you can, even in your wildest dreams, imagine that they dedicate to the arena. Yep. Um, so... Unfortunately, this is the stuff that's going to be here to stay. Um, I hope that in every expansion that they have one meta that's just standard. Like one standard meta, one wild meta. And the wild meta will just be less balanced and it'll be kind of what it is. But that they at least have one standard rotation meta. Because if they just keep doing the wild switches like they did before... Because for a while, remember, like an entire year they only did standard metas. And that was like their way of keeping things okay. And then they did the core set change. And they were like, okay, I guess we don't really need the standard meta anymore now that things are good with the core set. So they just messed up everything that they did before. That first meta, like after the first micro-adjust from, um, from uh, the Barons, they, they did the micro-adjust, they hit the button, they got rid of uh, watch post from the game. It was such a good meta. It was like the best meta I played in in so long. And I don't know what the meta is now, but it's definitely not as good as it was before. Um, and it's not going to get that much better than this because they're going to keep having this fundamental problem here. Like, like we talked about how much, oh, it's too much tempo um, and it's lost, losing some of the other stuff from before. But that's always going to be the case. They can't fix this problem with raw rotations. 
And I don't think they're going to totally get rid of wild rotations because it's generally popular. So I, I don't know what to do uh, if I were in their shoes, which means that I don't think they're going to come up with a good solution on it. Uh, and and we're just going to have to live with this. Like, this is the new normal. You're looking at the meta right now. Um, it's going to get closer to 50% win rate, but that's not going to solve the problems of this meta. All right. Uh, once again, I don't have any realistic solutions. I have solutions. Like, if you gave us control of Blizzard and we were able to divert, like, funds and manpower to it, yeah, like, there's <laughs> many yeah. things. Like... I mean, first of all, just create a spectator mode for drafts. You want to make Arena more oh popular? My God. Let people spectate drafts, which is literally one of the first things. I think I remember, like, Crit during, like, beta of Arena. And I think I remember him talking. He's like, oh, man, it'd be really good if we could, like, spectate, you know, if other people could watch drafts. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm. And I think he was even like, yeah, like, that. I'm, I'm sure they're working on it, Copium. <laughs> Like six years before copium was even a thing, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're working on it. <laughs> uh, so look, there's a lot of things, but yeah, we're trying to be realistic. So, um, yes, yes. All right. Well, I think that wraps up for our battlegrounds and arena talk. Let's end this on a question from the goat. Question from the goat brought to you by our patreons at patreon.com/grinninggoat. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. We don't ask people for a lot of money. We don't ask for it that frequently, especially since COVID hit. And uh, we're, we're okay, but the GOAT is... The GOAT's not going to make money this year because we bought expensive computers. But we have expensive uh, computers hoping, now. Aha. We have expensive computers now. But we do have a goal of hopefully being able to break even by the end of the year. Um, hopefully. Just, just so the... Like, honestly, just so the taxes work out, because otherwise we can't deduct, and then we have to depreciate the asset, which, if you know about it, it's, you have to depreciate for, like, I don't know how many years, it was five or six years or whatever. That's what we did last time, right? Uh, but but we're hoping not to do that. So hopefully uh, we, we hit some numbers. Maybe we'll do, a, maybe we'll do like, a sub-drive or, like, a fundraising later on in the year if we're, like, kind of not going to meet our target. Um, but... Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for being Patreons. This uh, that stuff really helps. If you're like a Twitch sub, that stuff really helps. It's like steady, the steady income to the goat coming in. Um, it uh, it's 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 paying for stuff that's going back into the goat. So thank you guys. That's really appreciate always our goal. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, and now the question from the question goat. from the goat. This is going to be an actual question that's posed to you guys, and you guys can help us answer throughout the week. But we have these fancy new computers. Uh, that cost a lot of money. We have this fancy 4K monitor now. And I want to ask you guys, what should we use this on? Obviously, we're going to use it to play a 20-year-old game in Diablo 2 once that comes out. Okay, so don't <laughs> worry, I got you there. But 20 years old. <laughs> but 20 years but old. In the wow. plus. But in the meantime, uh, how should we take advantage of it? So, like... Hopefully, there's some cool games I haven't heard of um, that can really use this. Play Genshin Impact, Cass. I see you. I know. I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> I'm just going to give you guys an idea. Uh, so, one game that I always had my eye on and I was interested in was Tetris Effect. It is now on Steam, and if you guys don't know Tetris Effect, uh, it has overwhelmingly positive reviews. Like just everyone raves about it, and I've looked at it. I'm like, it's just Tetris, but 
it's Tetris with music that kind of morphs around your movement and play styles. Um, and the, you know, the visuals also kind of like move with you. So like you'll be in the ocean, there'll be like jellyfish or you're like in the sky with windmills and the windmills turn as, as you move the blocks and the music, uh, kind of like the beat is consistent, but the sound effects and everything like shifts with you. So it's like a total experience. So I've been playing that. It, it's, it's amazing. I love the game. It's so good. And it was made as a VR game, but you can play it uh, without VR. And on a 4K monitor with like, you know, a good headset, it is very immersive. It is like very, very immersive. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. So that's what I'm trying to get suggestions for. It's like, is there something in which, you, you know, on a 4K monitor and with this new computing power, I can just really utilize. And now that I'm playing mm -hmm. Tetris Effect, I'm just like, yeah, I would have a much inferior experience if I had played it on my old computer on just like my old uh, monitor where I could not have like the full experience. Okay. I bought a, when it was on sale, uh, Outer Worlds. Uh, so I can have something to play on this 4K monitor that will actually play. Cause I was like, I can't get a real new game. Like our computers are, are very good. But you can't get good frame rates on any of the new games, no matter how good your computer is. So at, at least not on 4K. So I thought I found a game that I can get. So these these go up to 144 uh, hertz, um, the, the monitors, and they're going to outlive this computer. Um, this is the most terrible time to buy a desktop, and we knew it. But we really had to upgrade our computer. Our computer was is six years old uh, as a desktop, and when we bought it, it was like middle of the line. <laughs> It was not like right now we're buying like not the top of the line, but pretty close. Uh, back then we were we just bought middle of the line computers and been there for six years. So uh, it's going to be a good upgrade. But yeah, but I'm looking forward to to playing it on uh, on 4K. And of course, we're going to be playing Hearthstone on 4K. It so looks one really thing good. That I'm really annoyed. At, it looks really it, good. I haven't seen Hearthstone on 4K yet. I'm kind of excited now that you said it's good. I didn't think it was going to be different at all. I thought they were just going to. I didn't know Hearthstone had 4K. It looks very good. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Now, now I'm excited to like play Hearthstone on this monitor. Um, but if you're watching us on Twitch or, or YouTube, and you're like, "Oh, our 4K videos coming out," they're no. not coming out because our YouTube YouTube does 4K, obviously, but we don't uh, like we don't have uh, uh, like we get our YouTube videos from Twitch, so it has to be streamed to Twitch first. And Twitch doesn't really do anything above 1080, or to the extent that they. Do, they don't allow you to have high bit rates that will actually support that. So even for something like Hearthstone, even if they allowed 4K, I don't think it would actually work. I think you have to get like special permissions or something. Like we're partners, but uh, I don't know. Um, it's I, I feel like that's one of the the limitations of Twitch, right? Every other streaming platform will let you stream in 4K, but we can't. So we have to downscale it and send it out. Um, also. I actually I don't know. Maybe if we're up actually uploading videos of like gameplay uh, or like you know we're doing a guide or whatever, we could do 4K there. Like not of our cameras. I don't think we have 4K cameras, but of the of this you know screen captures because that's just a video file. I don't know. Maybe we could do something with that for YouTube. Maybe um, for whatever next thing we do, right? Maybe maybe Diablo. Um, but uh, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, send send us suggestions of of just games that 
would be good. I, I already um, rec- recommended uh, Tetris Effect to Advocta. I was like, you should play this. Um, it, it's it's definitely worth it. It's one in which I, I'm trying to describe to him like it, it's Tetris with music and good visuals, and he, I, I'm sure he's like, uh huh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, it, it's it sounds very, sounds pretty sketchy as good. far as it being a transformative experience of the 4K monitor, but yes, okay. Uh, so that's it. Right. Um, you guys can tweet at us. Uh, I like I am uh, Merps four two four eight on Twitter, so you can uh, tweet at me. You can also tweet at Adwukta. It's just at- do not tweet at Adwukt without an A because that's something totally different. And I don't support it. I'm very curious about this now. I'm I'm very curious about this now. Um, you, you guys can check it out. I think it's hilarious. Uh, don't worry, it's safer work. <laughs> it's like uh, a Justin Bieber thing? <laughs> what? It's not a Justin Bieber thing, what? Okay, A-D-W-C-T is, it says Justin-Tatives-Miley. So it's like a Miley Cyrus Justin, this is your account, isn't it? This is totally your account, isn't it? Wait, seriously? Yeah. Why am I getting something different? You're getting something different? A-D-W-C-T? Oh my god. What am I getting at? Are there two of them? Are there two of them? A-D-W-C-T. Oh, sorry. I was thinking, the one I was looking at was A-D-W-C-T-T. C-T-T. Okay. Because A-D-W-C-T was taken. But the the thing is, A-D-W-C-T-T wants to be A-D-W-C-T, but I guess the Justin Bieber account... (laughs) The Justin Bieber one is blocking them. Justin Tative Miley uh, account is is blocking them, yeah. And this this account only has has, uh, two followers, um, so so they're not not doing so well. I don't know that they, like, tweet. They have one tweet in 2013, and they're just just holding up this, this awesome handle. All right. All right. All right. That's it for us. We'll see you guys next week when we will have news on the Battleground stuff. And you can hear our hot takes on whatever they reveal and maybe launch. Maybe. Not Not out of the question. So until then, this is Abba. This is Merp. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.